Morning, all you lovely lot out there. A lovely Starburst morning welcome to Denim Stars podcast of socks and sandals and other scandals. Morning cuppa with Hattie and Billy. This is now officially the second episode of our first of a three-part podcast series for our binge listeners sock rocker community. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at denimstar underscore UK for all our latest updates. My name is Hattie. I am not only your host of the Socks and Sandals and Other Scandals podcast, but also I am the Denim Star Sock Brand's official hosiery high priestess of our growing Sock Star tribe. For our loyal Denim Star Instagram followers obsessively awaiting our second podcast, a bright and sunny morning to our very own effervescent denim star sock stars, along with all of our new and precious denim star curious listeners that are just now tuning in. A happy and warm star glow welcome to you all. For those of you who may or may not know us, Denim Star Socks is the first lifestyle sock brand to focus purely on carefully crafted, certifiable, Italian-made organic cotton, denim-coloured socks to combine with your favourite denim pieces. Inspired by founder Emma Lucy Brown's 80s childhood love for all things denim and her Oshkosh denim dungaree days, I spoke with Ms. Brown and asked her why she put her sights on socks from Denon Star's very beginning. Here's just a little bit of what I found out. While a student at Central St. Martin's Fashion School, Ms. Brown specialised in women's knitwear. And along with her specialization, she was always into denim. And that was very much a raw salvage denim, which was untreated. So I guess you could say that Ms. Brown was into sustainability even back then. Throughout her career, there was never a time when there wasn't any denims in her wardrobe. And yes, There were times when she liked to have something that contrasted, but more often than not, Ms. Brown liked to be a combined dresser. Her fashion sense was basically less is more, but that she liked utilizing all one color, but with different textures in there to keep it interesting. And so with that in mind, And with the way the fashion trends have been going in the last few years, and with more and more sustainability being talked about, Ms. Brown remembered reading an article where it was talking about why not, within a brand, you could really specialise in that something particular, whether you're about that colour, etc. And so that meant for Denim Star, having less components, 
in one's collection as far as sustainability goes. So with these things in mind, and because Ms Brown was always pretty much living in denim, it just suddenly occurred to her one day, why not have denim coloured socks in lovely knitted textures that can be combined with your denims, which would look even more sophisticated. Ms Brown went on to say that she would feel more sophisticated in herself in doing that and as a designer, who is very excited for this to be going into production one day. It will be very exciting for Denim Star to be in her drawer as well as a staple in all women's drawers because there's never a period of time when for many women, they don't have denim pieces in their wardrobe. For Miss Brown, she says this, they've always got some sort of denim and how nice would it be if you could have that option? If you could dress your denims up by finishing them off with lovely denim colored socks in beautiful knitted textures to go with your outfit. Miss Brown emphasized that she's always liked socks as well, that she's very much a sock lover. She feels that socks are an important staple in anyone's wardrobe, whether it's men or women because we all find ourselves in situations at some point where we want to keep our feet warm and or comfortable. Is it that you are going to the shops? Is it that you're going to be walking around all day? Is it that you're going to be sitting at home and that your toes get a bit fresh? For Brown, socks are something that have always been around for all mankind ever since they've had apparel and individuals began to adorn their bodies. It became clear that it was important to protect the foot when we got to the stage when we didn't want to walk around with bare feet anymore and that we wanted to wear shoes etc. So for Miss Brown, socks are something that is an important basic or essential in one's wardrobe. And because she also always wanted to have her own brand, she felt that by literally, instead of starting from the top and working her way to the bottom, she's always been someone that started from the bottom and worked her way up. And so for the Denim Star brand, it felt a good place to start on the body by starting with socks and to get used to running a brand herself while starting from the bottom. Starting with our feet. Starting with socks. But also, another side to it all is that she felt it was nice to be working with denim coloured socks because of sustainability and appreciating the issues of recycling and upcycling clothes. Brown emphasised Whether you do or don't treat yourself to a new pair of jeans this season, Denim Star Socks, in my way of thinking, is a proper, 
essential accessory that you can update your jeans with. So that accessories, like socks, hosiery, etc., is a specific way to adorn your wardrobe in order to give it some freshness, some newness in there as a sustainable accessory within the Denim Star brand. After chatting with Denim Star founder, Emma Lucy Brown, it got me thinking about the importance of socks. And I began sniffing about the media for any newsworthy fashion and or lifestyle content. Just before Hattie and Billy's social distancing summer stay at home patio party adventure. And I have a surprise guest who's going to be sharing that patio party adventure with you. So make sure you stay tuned to hear that in a bit. Going back to my newsworthy fashion, when I came across material, not only on how important socks are, but also a story in the news earlier on this year about a sock or lack of scandal that got me thinking about whether to sock or not to sock as consumers and especially within our Denim Star Soccerphile community. For those of our listeners tempted to bypass the world of the sacred and mysterious sock drawer altogether, you may want to press the proverbial reset button when it comes to foot health and whether to rock the sock or not, which is for Denim Star Podcasts, one of the most pertinent questions to ask. With podiatrists the world over, having for years been piping up about those track stars who continue to insist on going sockless, with the usual suspects in the fashion world of accessories being boat shoes and flip-flops, also known as thongs while growing up for our Billy in Canada during the 60s and 70s which very soon after, the name started to evolve to flip-flops, once G-strings came on the scene and were then forever referred to as thongs. It gets confusing, I know. But whatever the case, in Billy's mind, as she tells it, whether you were wearing thongs or flip-flops, Billy felt you were most definitely flossing something. Whether it was your toes or your derriere, flip-flops and G-strings were hard at work and had a job to do. However, overall, no one can deny that socks are an important regimen for the health and wellness of your feet. They absorb moisture, prevent shoe rubbing, provide cushioning to pad the feet, as well as keep the feet warm or cool, depending on the seasons and sock material. Most importantly, socks continue to keep your feet dry, prevent athlete's foot, blisters, as well as sores on the feet. Without sock protection, feet have loads of sweat glands, 
and can ruin shoes from the inside out, from both odour as well as sweat, where in most instances, socks would normally wick the moisture away and keep you comfortable. Whether you consider that a pair of feet, normally having about 250,000 sweat glands, can typically produce about half a pint of perspiration a day, with sweat glands being mostly concentrated on the feet, more than in any other part of the body, believe it or not. While reflecting on this fun fact, as a sock aficionado, the only time one should actually consider going sockless is on a night when you are actually airing out your feet. Otherwise, prevention and wellness-wise, socks are the gold standard for foot protection against disease, foot pain and cracking, while simultaneously keeping your feet warm, soft and odour-free. For traditional Chinese medicine enthusiasts, we know that by keeping the feet warm and dry also boosts circulation and prevents pathogens from invading your immune system. When feet are cold, circulation in the nose and upper respiratory tract are compromised, making it easier for the pathogens to attack. So for all you denim star sock stars out there, if you feel you might be incubating something cold season-wise, warm your feet actively as soon as possible as a simple preventative measure against colds. However, whatever one ultimately ends up choosing when it comes to whether to sock it to yourself or not, Consider this mind-boggling, scandalous sock story I stumbled across back in the end of January of this year. Whether it was flared trousers to outsized tees, Edinburgh's fashion police have been out in full force for decades, it seemed when determining what is and isn't in vogue. And for one pub, the sign in the window of the award-winning Dreadnought pub in Leaf said it was banning jobby catchers, turned-up jeans and mankles. For Dreadnought, the pub had had enough of customers wearing trackies and turn-ups because it was making the place look untidy. Describing itself as old school and a pub that knows how to party. It won the campaign for Real Ale, otherwise known as Camera, City of Edinburgh's Pub of the Year Award in 2018 and 2019. However, along with these claims to fame, it seemed the Dreadnought was taking on the role of Edinburgh's fashionistas when deciding to force on other people such crimes to the eyes. And a ban like no other 
telling men they wouldn't be allowed in if they are dressed head to toe in grey mole trackies or wearing shoes with no socks, with a note stating they were also considering a ban on flip-flops. With the sign reading, Gentleman's Dress Code, it depicted a man dressed in a grey tight-fitting tracksuit, cuffed at the ankles, described as jobby catchers. The pub stated on their Facebook that it may seem trivial, but there was that jeans halfway down the arse trend a few years ago, and it went unchecked to the point that we had a lad sitting at the bar with his strides basically round his ankles, displaying a massive skid mark up the back of his Fredbear shreddies. Forget no shirt, no shoes, no service. The dreadnought had put in place a flat ban on jobby catchers and mankles. For the uninitiated, the tracksuit or jobby catcher are your classic two-piece trackie, preferably the same colour, while mankles are the domain of the hipster, with turned-up jeans matched with bare ankle of a man. Thus, I give you the mankle. The Norfolk Street pub went on to further say that the ban was put in place as a reaction to those wearing tracksuits and going sockless who were infiltrating the pub. The pub's Facebook said, we were accused of snobbishness last time, but frankly, they just make the place look scruffy. We do our best to keep the place looking reasonably smart and if the first thing you see when you walk in is a group of lads wearing matching grey mulled jobby catchers, we may as well have installed a beaten up bus shelter in the corner and invited folks to pee against it. The other word, I just can't use it, it's too scandalous. The dreadnought went on to say that just to prove our sartorial prejudices across all boundaries, we're also taking a stand against this horrendous current trend of half-mask jeans, bare ankles and shoes. If you're going to base your fashion choices on what the staff at Urban Outfitters were wearing, there's a place created especially for you. It's called Brewdog. A local blogger commented that the pub deserved both praise and a word of warning for the owners when she said, whilst I applaud anyone who advocates that jobby catchers shouldn't be worn anywhere other than the gym, suggesting that a cheeky turn-up is not welcome in the hipster heartland of Leaf is a bit risque. Although the pub was accused of snobbishness, their decision drew various comments from drinkers with remarks like, a gents loafer without a sock, the mince trotter, should be a lifetime ban. Another added, 
sensible policies for a happier Scotland. While one woman went on to say, yet lassies can strut in half naked. Very classy. The move, however, was welcomed by some who called for the ban to be extended to other various articles of clothing. With one man stating, their pub, their rules. I'd add baseball caps and beanies to the list, with another chiming in with definitely no men in white socks. Some called for the rules to be implemented for female punters too. Men who wear loafers without socks, termed mankles, especially when they've got tattooed ankles and in urban areas are frankly as ludicrous as women who sport hunter wellies to parade the King's Road on a summer's afternoon. There's a time and a place for fashion, but there's a more important reason. Items of clothing are created and that reason is practicality and to fit in at a particular occasion. Whatever your stance on the matter, it was also interesting to note that an Edinburgh News reporter decided to test out the premise of the Dreadnought's pub's flat ban on jobby catchers and mankles. A ban which created plenty of debate over the 24 hours and even caught the attention of the New York Post. Edinburgh's News dispatched their reporter wearing the notorious jobby catchers and mankles out into the streets of Edinburgh to see how many of the city centre's finest watering holes he would get knocked back from. Turns out the reporter had noted success in the George Hotel wherein the said jobby catchers were finally causing a divide with one man having tutted the reporter's attire entirely. The reporter suspected it was because he could not pull the look off with hashtag mankles. Also noted was the dome establishment wherein the reporter commented he was provided some wonderful service while back to his more comfortable beverage on a vitamin T while stating that an elderly woman has had to be resuscitated upon seeing his exposed mankles. He then went on to say, while imbibing at the Balmoral, the pianist just saw me rocking with my hashtag jobby catchers and hashtag mankles on show. He has picked up the pace. He knows it's a party now. The big dog is in house. Let me know where all of you beautiful sock stars stand in relation to the dreadnought jobby catchers and mankles ban and the fashion police debate that has ensued. Well, for little old Hattie here, personally, 
I think that this quote from American novelist Anne Lamott is a fine sock philosophy to live by and says it best when it comes to having a snazzy sock style and rocking your very own denim star sock star socks. She says, I do for myself exactly what I would do for you. Cup of tea, hot bath, or go and buy myself a fab pair of socks. With many aspects of the coronavirus lockdown now easing across the UK, how does social life look after the easing of restrictions? What do you think, Billy? Everyone, I would love to introduce you to Billy, my best pal. How are you, Billy? Oh, hiya, Hattie. How are you doing today, doll? Ah, oh, thanks ever so much for such a lovely introduction, Hat. Oh, I love it. I guess this means I'll still keep you on the payroll for the time being, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I'm doing fine, girly. How about you? I'm really good, lady. And please keep me on the payroll. <laughs> hanging in there like everyone else these days and learning to be flexible, you know, with the new normal as far as social life goes in, in England these days. Uh, but yeah, it, it hasn't been all that bad. Hey, Hattie, I mean, we've had our little adventures here and there. And for sure, during summer 2020, it will definitely be one that we will never forget for sure. Right? I mean, just think of our retail therapy adventure that we had back in, in mid-June in London when the high street started to open up again. I mean, who could forget our PPE wardrobe malfunctions that happened along the way, right? And then... You know, after the high streets opened up, then folks took a break from their home improvement booms that were going on, and the parks and beaches followed. You know, you just have to think of Bournemouth and pool, and then, you know, pubs, restaurants, hotels began to open their doors with a reminder for everyone that, you know, if they use their discount scheme to um, scheme or sheem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to eat out and to help out back in uh, in August uh, in order to encourage you know diner confidence once again I mean it, it's all coming together so yeah definitely it's upward and onward Hattie isn't it I mean new rules to play by for sure but you know life still goes on doesn't it girl I mean just look at you know that other little patio party adventure for six that we had you know we we had right after you finished your do-it-yourself home garden improvement project right I mean we are proud Britons we really do keep calm and carry on don't we and you know on that note dear Hattie I think I'll just dive right into telling our beautiful denim star sock star listeners how our little summer patio party for six got on here in beautiful England while uh, all our little you know lockdown restrictions seem to be easing up somewhat so on that note Hattie my dear I'll let you go and I'm gonna dive right into it go for it honey so yeah you can share our shenanigans with everyone <laughs> enjoy <laughs> Well, for some, it's slowly beginning to look up as far as the new normal goes. As a matter of fact, Hattie mentioned it to me once the retail stores started opening up and Hattie felt that since our fair slash 
satisfactory attempt at managing our first retail shopping adventure on London's High Street went swimmingly for her anyways in our Hattiesphere. Hattie reminded me that just about now would be a good a time as any to have a wee party of six out on the backyard patio. And a good a time as any it was. Hattie and I had our second official lockdown, semi slash post lockdown adventure, however you want to call it. Restrictions are easing, at least we can say that now for sure. And hosting and entertaining our loved ones out in the deck, as I would call it, was on the menu. Of course, Hattie's lovely daughter, Beryl, attended along with some of her closest friends who were willing to partake and party in Hattie's garden patio, but from a socially prescribed distance of six feet for public health purposes and reasons, of course. A potluck of sorts was what I practically suggested in order to give the patio party a, a somewhat communal feel to it. So everybody brought a little something something while well, Hattie made her barrel's favorite, a light summer version of her golden veggie shepherd's pie, along with me showcasing my deliciously patriotic British Victoria sponge. While Beryl at the last minute carried out this massive mountain load of beautiful English chips with a lovely stash bottle of what looked like malt vinegar from the Artisan Malt Vinegar Company, made in Cornwall, on the side, and all with plenty of bubbly to wash it all down with, of course. With fairy lights, paper lanterns, Hattie's gorgeous purple clematis vines, and fluffy and cozy throw pillows and blankets propped up underneath a white billowing double muslin garden tent. Jasmine scented, floor candles were lit, while the sounds of KC and the Sunshine Band, and of course the best of Detroit, Motown's classics and R&B favorites, waft gently throughout the warm, soft summer eve's air. As we stealthily groove the night away in Hattie's new home-improved backyard patio and garden. As I was still not entirely over my face mask bunch and wardrobe malfunction drama from her last adventure, I suspected I had become slightly more self-conscious about how, quote, the mask, quote, might be making my face look a little bit more big mode than I'd liked, as I seemed to be becoming a wee more choosy about what my summer menu and treat time selections might hold for the rest of the summer season. Mind you, it's not to the point of resembling the lights of Patsy from everyone's favorite tea show, Absolutely Fab, and that one hilarious episode where, to everyone's amazement, Patsy actually ate one crisp, or that time at Christmas, Patsy attempted to eat one sliver of turkey breast, but pretty close, Hattie would later tell me, after Hattie and the guests were all completely guilty of the side eye when I got it in my mind to attempt to sample one of Beryl's amazing English chips, gnawing it down with my front teeth like a deranged chipmunk on her nut, or off her nut, you decide. Post-traumatic stress disorder from our first retail shopping adventure, you might ask. Well, time will only tell. Concerned about my state? It turned out that Hattie wasn't much better after having her own shenanigans while insisting upon wearing her examination gloves on her first high street shopping adventure. Hattie now felt that with more of a social event at home with friends, she might try to incorporate gloves, but ones with a little more panache. 
And so with Hattie's glove fixation getting the better of her that night, she proudly donned her long black lace 1980s gloves from her Stevie Nicks leather and lace wannabe days. Only problem being that anytime Hattie managed to move a boat while entertaining on the terrace, the lace gloves would gradually slide down the length of her arms, ball up at her wrists, soaking up food crumbs, cake jam, and other spillage, making her forearms look like Popeyes. As Hattie continued to scoop up various foodstuff items and summertime insects, as she graciously tried to be hostess with the mostess, while using long barbecue tongs in order to pass items to her guests. <laughs> With Hattie's boy Casey and his sunshine band, nothing can get a patio party started more than Casey and his disco tune, Keep It Coming Love. With Beryl trying to sort out Hattie with the lint roller, Hattie winked over to me to have me help her bust out some of her favorite dance moves, like the bump, the hustle, while squealing out with glee, Kristen Wiig style, in that famous bridesmaid film, Airplane Scene, where Wig gets relaxed and says, I'm good, I feel, I'm so much more relaxed, thank you. I just feel like I'm, I'm excited and I feel relaxed and I feel ready to party with the best of them. And so on that note, and after Casey and I and Hattie wound it down, I put on the classic 1972 OJ's hit, Love Train gathered everyone up from their seats and got our wee little love train conga line in formation while everyone gyrated, air bumped, finger pointed and chugged about the patio backyard garden having gratitude for our very own safe and sound love train with our beautiful friends and family while we partied socially distanced style. So get on board y'all like the song says, people all over the world, everybody Join hands, but don't join hands. Start a love train, love train. Don't you know that it's time to get on board? And it is, it's time to get on board, y'all. You demonstar, sock star, and start your own love train. And when you do, don't forget to rock your denim star socks for the occasion. Girl, you take care. Love ya. Bye. Oh, Billy, love you too. Thank you very much for sharing our story. And I really look forward to the next episode where you share more of our shenanigans. Well, this brings me on to my favorite part of the Socks and Sandals episode. It's of course, Hattie's Hosiery Highlights, where I enlighten us all on how you can get mine and Billy's garden patio party casual glam look for your next socially distanced party of six. We hope you enjoyed hearing about our party. Well, while tapping into the summer 2020 velvet trend, which comes from this season's vintage vibes that should pop up again this winter, we wore sustainable jeans made from upcycled denims. We just love these, along with velvet and lace jackets, 
juxtaposed against silk tops with Jimmy Choo shoes and of course completing the look with a pair of our denim star socks. Not forgetting the all-important face mask for the times that we are living in at the moment. To see, simply click on Hattie's and Billy's Summer Garden Patio Party Adventure and Denim Star Socks and Fashion Ensembles in the Denim Star Instagram and Facebook account at denimstar underscore UK to find your Denim Star Summer Party Ensemble inspiration. Well, make sure you keep an eye on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest or LinkedIn at denimstar underscore UK in the next few weeks as you will get updates for when our pre-launch on Kickstarter begins, which gives you the opportunity to fill in your details so that you receive a notification by email for when the pledging of the Denim Star Socks goes live, so that you can then officially pre-order your very own pair of Denim Star Socks. We are just so excited. I hope all you sock stars and Denim Star Curious listeners enjoyed the second episode of our Denim Star Trilogy podcast series. Thank you for joining us on this magical mystery sock tour. If you liked it, give it a thumbs up or message me. Share it with your friends and as always, don't forget to sock it to me and follow or subscribe whichever podcast platform you are using. You will see that when you click on the anchor link, which we share on all platforms of social media, that on our landing page, you can choose from five different podcast hosts that host socks and sandals and other scandals, including scrolling down and just pressing play on the Anchor platform without having to download any app. And like your dear Hattie, the Hosiery High Priestess always affirms, be the star you know you are. I'll talk to you guys later. Toodaloo, my lovely denim star sock stars. Until next time, bye.